We're so thankful for that. We love Brother Mays and his family very, very much. And we're honored that they've chosen to call this home and uh, want him to always feel welcome to be here. Praise God. Amen. Let's stand tonight in honor of the man of God. Elder, we do love you. And once again, we want you just to take your liberty. Preach to me tonight. God bless you. Come. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, I love him. I love him. And if you don't love him, you ought to. Amen. I said everybody ought to love him. Uh, amen. Everybody ought to love him. Amen. From what he's done for me, I cannot tell it all. Amen. I love the bishop. Amen. I appreciate him. I know I say it every time, and I'll probably say it every time I get in this pulpit. I do love him. Amen. And uh, we just got to spend a little time together. That's all I can say. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I sure enough would try to get my wife and, and uh, to come tonight, but she's still not up to it, and I understand. I told her, I said, man, I, I feel like my arm's been cut off if you're not there. But, uh, amen. You pray that before we have to get back on the road, we'll get back out here, and uh, she'll be with me. Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, if you turn me to Joshua chapter 6, amen. I want to thank Brother Riggin, amen, for the fellowship today and, and uh, food and, and everything. Amen. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Now, I know what God spoke to me to preach today, tonight. And I know that Brother Jared already tried his best to get everybody to worship. Amen. He told me he's going to help me preach. I said, I know you will. Amen. I know you will. Amen. Anybody else going to help me preach tonight? Anybody else going to worship God with me tonight? Amen. Amen. Again, I want to say it's good to see Sister Duzat. Amen. There's just something about that woman I love. Amen. Amen. She is a precious, precious lady. And uh, amen. I just want her to know I love her. Amen. Joshua chapter 6, one verse. Amen. Verse number 20. When you have it, say read. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell flat, fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took the city. I want you to focus on the portion of this scripture, amen, that says, and the people shouted with a great shout. The people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. There is another version in what is called the Message Bible that says, the priest blew the trumpets and when the people heard the blast of the trumpets, they gave a thunderclap shout. Now, I don't know exactly what a thunderclap shout is, 
But if you have ever experienced a close lightning strike, it is always followed immediately by an extremely excruciating clap of thunder. So you can probably imagine what a thunderclap shout sounds like. And our text verse says the people shouted with a great shout. Uh, it's letting us know uh, that they shouted at the top of their lungs with everything that was within them. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The Bible does not tell us how many of the children there were that marched around the walls of Jericho. But I did read in Joshua chapter 4 verse 13 where about 40,000 prepared for war passed over before the Lord unto battle to the plains of Jericho. So if there were 40,000, amen, prepared for war that passed before the Lord unto battle on the plains of Jericho, I believe it's safe to assume that there could have been as many as 40,000 that marched around the walls of Jericho. Can I hear an amen? And when 40,000 people shout with a great shout, I'm sure it must have sounded like a thunderclap shout. And when they did, amen, the wall fell down immediately and the people rushed straight into the city and they took it. I said they took it. Oh, my, 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 man, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Amen. So with this thought in mind, I want to preach a very simple message from the simple subject. Shout with a great shout. Look at somebody and tell them shout with a great shout. Amen. Brother Regan, if you feel well enough, I'd like you to pray. Amen. My God, my God, my God, my God. Woo, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. My God, my God, amen. Let's clap our hands under the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, amen. Praise God. Go ahead, lift up your voice and shout. My, my, woo. I love you, I love you. My God, my God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. I don't know. I forgot to get this lady's name on the back pew, but I talked to her this morning. I'm glad you're back tonight. Amen. You found the real thing right here. Amen. Uh, somebody say praise the Lord. If you're anything at all like me, you never grow tired of hearing about the miracles that God performed for the children of Israel. Uh, we love to read this story. We love to hear this story preached about. Uh, and in spite of what some supposed scholars are now saying concerning the supposed lack of archaeological evidence to support the biblical account and their attempt to categorize this story on the fall of Jericho as nothing but invented myth, I still choose to believe the Bible account that it happened just like the Word of God says that it did. Can I hear an amen? 
And when we go back in our text, we read that when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city every man straight before him and they took the city but before this happened at the beginning of this chapter we find Joshua and the children of Israel approaching the city of Jericho at this point amen God immediately tells Joshua two things the first thing that God told Joshua was I have given you the city I'm going to get totally out of sync here. I'm going to say God has given this church the city. Somebody needs to believe God for it. Oh, I said somebody needs to believe God for it. My God, my God. And the second thing that God told Joshua was the strategy to take the city. So if you were to go back toward the beginning to Joshua chapter 6, you can read in verses 3 through 5 where God told Joshua, and I'll read it to you. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. I want you to notice that the first thing that God told Joshua was that he had already given him the city of Jericho. God did not say that he was going to give him the city sometime in the future. God did not even say he was getting ready to give him the city. But God was doing exactly what he tells us to do and calling those things at Romans chapter 4 verse 17 in part states calleth those things which be not as though they were amen somebody gonna help me God very plainly and boldly proclaimed amen to Joshua amen that he had already given him the city of Jericho now the truth of the matter was that in the natural in those circumstances which were staring them in the face if you will they had not yet possessed the city amen in the natural amen the wall which was still standing and in the natural their enemies the inhabitants of the land still possess the city. Amen. Just let me stop right here for a moment and tell this assembly as a child of God every one of us is going to come up against a wall at some point in our walk with God. If you have not yet somewhere along the road you will. I said somewhere along the road you will and every one of us is going to come up against our enemies those that are both in the church and out of the church. You might be wondering by what I mean when I say those enemies that are both in the church and out of the church. Well, the ones that are out of the church are obvious because they hate what we stand for. They hate our one God doctrine. They hate this truth. They hate this holiness message that we hold on to. But the ones that are in the church might come as a surprise to you. 
But not everybody in the church wants to see you blessed. And not everybody in the church wants to see you get your healing. Not everybody wants to see you obtain your financial miracle. And not everybody wants to see you obtain your victory over sin. uh, Because they get some sort of a perverse delight uh, to see you suffer. uh, Amen. To see you have to endure the torment uh, that hell brings against uh, you. Uh, They delight in your despair. uh, But you just need to know this. uh, That Romans chapter 3 verse number 16 says it's about them. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And you also need to remember and hold on to the fact that they one day are going to have to answer to God. Oh, help me, Jesus. Uh, Let me stop here and give just a little bit of historical data. After doing some research, I found that these walls of Jericho were structured on a three-tiered plan. Uh, The walls started with an earthen rampart or an embankment which ran from ground level Uh, on an incline to a stone retaining wall, which was the second tier. Uh, The stone retaining wall stood about 12 to 15 feet in height on top of an earthen embankment. Uh, Then on top of the stone uh, retaining wall stood another wall uh, made of some type of mud-type bricks, uh, 6 feet thick and 20 to 26 feet high. Together, these three tiers combined to form a fortification 32 to 41 feet high. Amen. I've even heard it said, I do not know if it's fact or not, that they would have chariot races on top of the walls of Jericho. But I want you to know, God said, I know how wall, how tall that wall is. God said, I know how tall it is. I know how thick that wall is. And I know that wall is still standing. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I know your enemies are still in the city. I know you're still standing on the outside of your promises. But I have already given you the city. Oh, my God. God declared in spite of what you see, in spite of what you feel, amen, I have already given you the city. It's already done. I know you can't see it, but it's already yours. God said, I have already spoken it. I have have already ordained it. So what God was saying was, as far as I'm concerned, it's already done. I said, it's already done. Brother Aaron, God's already given you the city of Smithville. Hey, Every time I go into that city, I feel something moving on me. Amen. Amen. Brother Brandon, God's already given you that community where you're at. And I'm telling you, Elder, God has already given you the city of Olathe. It's already done. God said it's already. I have spoken it and it's already done. I'm telling you, these pews 
demons are not going to control. Amen. They're not going to be able to contain everybody that's going to come in. I, I believe it. I believe it. Oh, God, I believe it. You know, the Bible is full of God's promises. Some people have tried to count them and come up with about 3,000, while others have claimed to have counted around 7,000. And an individual by the name of Herbert Lockyer wrote a book called All the Promises of the Bible. And he claims to list about 8,000 promises. But no matter how many the promises are, Amen. God has promised to do great things in us and through us in each and every one of our lives. And then there are those that believe that someday, someway, somehow, the things that God has promised will come to pass. Some of us that are here tonight, amen, believe that someday what God has said he will do, that he will do it. But the problem is that for far too many of us, it's always someday it will happen. Someday God will perform it someday God will provide someday God's going to do it for me it's just never now well let me get just a little bit plainer some of us are doing our best to believe that someday the wall of doubt and oppression will come down but just not now Oh, am I preaching to anybody? Some of us are trying, amen, with everything that's within us to believe and claim the promises of God that will bring down the wall of affliction, it will bring down the wall of distress, bring down the wall of misery, just not now. Well, am I preaching to anybody in the house? Uh, then there's some of us that are doing our best to believe uh, having done all to stand uh, we're just going to stand uh, we're going to stand against any uh, and all situations and circumstances uh, that are coming against us uh, and that keep us from obtaining the victory uh, that God has for us individually and the church collectively uh, amen and we are believing for right now uh, we're believing for right now uh, brother Jerry I believe for right now uh, yeah Oh, we might not, amen, we may not see it, we may not have any evidence, but we've got confidence that he is an on-time God. Yes, he is. I said, yes, does anybody believe he's an on-time God? Oh, yeah, many of us do believe. We believe, but we must also face the fact. While many of us do believe that God will do what he said, while we do believe that the promises will come to pass, while we do believe that we will experience it, the fact is that as of yet we have no evidence. We have no evidence of victory. We have no evidence of triumph. We have no evidence of a miracle. Mm. My, my, 
I've discovered something after pastoring close to 20 years. Amen. Amen. When everything is going your way, when everybody is encouraging you and cheering you on, when there are no problems, amen, when all your bills are paid and when you have money in your pocket, when you're on the mountaintop and when everything in your life is trouble-free, nobody has to tell you to praise the Lord. When all around you things are good things, and good times. Nobody has to tell you to give God a shout of praise. When good things are happening, it's just automatic. Inside of you comes out this thing called praise and a shout of joy. When God does what he says he'll do and you receive the things that you have believed him for, amen. Nobody has to tell you to give God a little praise because a river of praise automatically begins to go flow out of your innermost being. I'll say it again, when everything is well, when everything is good, when there are no problems, nobody has to tell you to praise God. Your pastor won't have to prime you and pump you to worship, and I promise you, amen, Brother Jared won't have to get up here and try to get all red in the face and get you to worship. You won't need to be coaxed or persuaded to give God a praise. You say, I may not be able to see with my natural eyes, but when I start looking through eyes of faith, I can see it. Uh, When I start looking through eyes of faith, I, I can see it. I pray that God would open the eyes of this church today for us to see what is in his word. When we start thinking like God wants us to think, we'll start speaking faith instead of doubt. I said when we'll start thinking like God wants us to think, we'll start speaking faith instead of doubt. And when we start speaking the word of God in faith, according to what Romans 4 and 17 says, we'll start calling those things that be not as though they were. Somebody go ahead and shout. Ah, oh I believe you, God. I believe you for it right now in Jesus' name. And when we start calling those things which be not as though they are, those situations and circumstances that are coming against us and would keep us from obtaining the victory that God has for us, it will not stop our praise because God, amen, we know that God has already declared it in his word just like he did for Joshua. Amen. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Oh, amen. And that word settled in Hebrew means established. So God has already established his word in heaven. And then in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus declares, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Since God's word is already established in heaven and all power is given unto Jesus, not only in heaven, but also in earth, then we need to go ahead and simply believe and put some actions to our beliefs. Can somebody say amen? 
That's why and how you can praise God in the midnight hour. That's how you can praise God when the storm is raging. That's how you can go ahead and worship God and shout even when your nerves are shot, your emotions are frayed, and you're stressed to the max. That's how you can keep a smile on your face when one negative report after another has not only knocked the spiritual breath out of you, but you've also been knocked off your feet and your spiritual equilibrium seems to be spinning out of balance and the devil said, ha, 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 I've got you now and your supposed faith that you're supposed to have is just not working. Ha, ha, ha. That's how you can still say, in your face, devil. Devil, I might be down, but I'm not out. I might be down, but I'm not out. Because God's word tells me in the book of Micah, chapter 7, verse 8, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I believe somebody's grabbing a hold of some faith tonight. Huh? And since I believe that God is going to do what he said he'd do, I'm not going to wait until I get my miracle or until I see God perform the promises to give him a shout of praise. But I'm going to go ahead and just do what the song says. I'm going to go ahead and shout now. I'm going to go ahead and shout now. I said, I'm going to go ahead and shout now. God is getting ready to establish some things here. I said, so I'm getting ready to shout now. God has already spoken it. So I'm going to go ahead and shout now. God has already declared it in his word. So I'm going to shout now. Do I see it yet? Do I have it yet? No, no, no. I have not seen it yet. No, in the natural, but God said it, so I believe it. Amen. So I'm going to give God a shout and give God some praise. I'm going to shout now, not next week, not next month, not the next service. I'm going to shout right now. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. And the devil is not going to steal my praise. Someone in this place needs to tell yourself that you can and you will Shout now! Shout! The children of Israel, they didn't wait until the walls fell down to shout. They began to shout when the walls were still standing. And they continued to shout while they remained intact. 
all throughout the word of God you'll find God telling his people to give him a shout all throughout the Bible it declares a shout for God the 11th verse of the 5th Psalm states but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee the Psalm 47 verse number 1 declares oh clap your hands all ye people shout unto God with a voice of triumph all throughout the Bible amen you can read of people shouting unto God Ezra chapter 3 verse 13 informs us so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of weeping of the people for the people shouted with a loud shout and the noise was heard afar off First Samuel chapter 4, amen, verse 5, amen, tells us when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang again. God doesn't tell us just to shout for us to shout. There is a reason, amen, God tells us to shout. God, oh God, God doesn't tell us to shout so we can lose our voices. God does not tell us to shout so religious people can call us some sort of a fanatical and emotional fool. Amen, there is power in the shout of a child of God that causes all of hell to tremble. Every one of us needs to get this revelation. There is something about when a child of God open their mouth in the middle, amen, oh, I said in the middle of all hell and start shouting by faith, amen, and when you get a group of people together and in unity they begin to shout hallelujah thank you Jesus all of heaven will come down and respond When God's people, amen, in unity give a shout to God, it penetrates the heavens and drive back, amen, the forces of darkness that is hindering your prayers from going to the throne. Amen. Heaven knows your shout and hell also knows your shout. When you lift up your voice and begin to shout, it will silence the enemy. When you lift your voice and begin to shout, it will weaken the enemy. It silences the devil's roar. It causes the walls of hell to tremble. And when you shout, it confuses the very organizational structure of hell. There is power when you shout with a great shout. And some of us need to learn to lift our voices and shout with a great shout. I recently read that the Guinness Book of World Records list, the loudest crowd roar, was recorded right here in Kansas City at a Kansas City Chiefs game at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri on September the 29th, 2014. The roar was clocked at 142.2 decibels and was recorded with eight seconds remaining in the first quarter of which the Chiefs went on to defeat the New England Patriots 41-14, to which I could care less. And I've come to this pulpit tonight 
to declare that if a crowd of people can shout so loud at a football game that they set a record of 142.2 decibels, uh, why should we in God's name, uh, amen, be intimidated, lift our voice uh, as loud as we can uh, and shout with a great shout. Uh, I said when we shout with a great shout, uh, our shout is going to bring down strongholds. Uh, our shout is going to cause walls to crumble. Uh, our shout will cause those walls uh, that stand between you and your destiny to vanish or disappear. Uh, that's why I'm declaring to you, uh, amen. I'm declaring it tonight. I'm declaring it tonight. I'm declaring it tonight. In spite of all hell you might be going through, in spite of the upheaval, amen, the trouble and the turmoil in our lives, and in spite of what the devil is throwing at you, it's time to shout with a great shout. Shout with a great shout and watch walls come down. Shout with a great shout and watch hindrances come down. Shout with a great shout and watch as barriers are being broken. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I know there might be some that do not want to hear a message like this because some folks seem to like a church that's quiet and boring. What those folks need to understand is that the devil also likes quiet and boring church because it doesn't disturb his kingdom. The devil likes quiet and boring church because there are no victories that are won in a quiet and a boring service. There's no deliverance obtained for anyone in a quiet and boring service. And there are no souls being born again of water and of spirit in a quiet and boring service. Oh God, I praise your name. Oh, I love you, God. And that's the very reason I'm preaching this message. Because, amen, anything the devil likes, God hates. And God hates quiet and boring church services. I said God hates quiet and boring church services. If you don't believe me, read through your Bible and you will find that God has always responded to the power of a shout. I'm preaching amen to those of us that are in this house tonight. It's time to shout with a great shout. I said it's time to shout with a great shout. In the 13th chapter of 2 Chronicles, we read about a war between the tribe of Judah and the other tribes of Israel. There was a war between the two kings because some wanted to follow God and his plan. Amen. While others wanted to follow the plan of man. In verse 13 of the 13th chapter of 2 Chronicles, we pick up on the battle. Let me read to you. But Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come about behind them so they were before Judah. 
and the ambushment was behind them. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. Then the men of Judah gave a shout. And as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijam and Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand. And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter, so there fell down slain of Israel 500,000 chosen men. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed. Why? Because they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. The people of Judah gave God a shout because they relied on God. And when they did, God came down from heaven to earth and smote every one of their enemies. So I decided I needed to look up the definition of shout. How long have I been preaching, brother? <laughs> he had it down to the minute this morning. <laughs> I love him. Amen. I've always heard about praise and worship. But when the men of Judah gave a shout, that God smote Jeroboam and all of Israel. We all know what shout means. So the definitions are to rejoice or to make a joyful noise. It can also mean a loud burst of voice or voices, a vehement or sudden outcry, particularly of a multitude of men expressing joy, triumph, exultation, and animated courage. I've heard some men in this place shout tonight. I'm still waiting for some women. But I got to looking at the original meaning of the word shout in the Hebrew and the Greek. If you have a Greek or Hebrew concordance, you can see that the original meaning of the word from which our English words are translated from. An original translation from the Hebrew word from which we get the word shout, uh, which includes rejoicing and making a joyful noise. Uh, but there is a much deeper meaning to this word. Uh, and it's a word that means to mar, especially by breaking or to destroy. Mm. And I've come to tell this assembly tonight uh, that when we shout with a great shout uh, that God will destroy the very thing that is holding us back. Does anybody believe what I'm preaching? Uh, when we shout, the walls will begin to be broken down. Uh, I said when we shout, the walls uh, will begin to crumble. Uh, when we shout, uh, it releases a destroying anointing. Uh, amen. When we shout, it releases uh, a breaking anointing uh, that starts breaking addictions. Uh, it'll break 
break alcoholism. It'll break sickness and disease. It'll break fear, anxiety, and depression. I said it'll break, amen, the addiction of drugs. Amen. Shout, for the Lord has given us the city. Shout unto the Lord and watch as God smites our enemy, the devil. Shout with a great shout and watch God destroy that stronghold standing in your way. Go ahead and shout, amen, to the Lord and watch as God supplies all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Woo, somebody shout now. Somebody in this place needs to raise your voice to heaven right now and shout with a great shout. And when you do your shout, we'll loosen a breakthrough anointing. Amen. Anointing that is going to destroy yokes and bondages. Uh, I said God had already told Joshua in verse number two of Joshua chapter six. See, I have already given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. The truth was they had not yet possessed the city, but they were standing at the very edge of the city. They were standing at the very edge of their promise, or at the edge of their God-promised destiny. But please understand me, it's not good enough. I said it's not good enough just to be at the edge because just being close is not good enough. Amen. God had already said he'd given them the city. He didn't say it's going to be someday, some way, somehow, but he said it's already yours. I have given you the city. I have given you the city. They have their promise, but there is one problem. There is a wall between them and their promise. A wall between them and their destiny. And I've come to this pulpit tonight to inform someone, amen, that the only thing keeping you from your promise is some kind of a wall that is standing between you and your promise. Some kind of a wall between you and your destiny. Some of you might not even know what your wall is, but you know something is stopping you. Something is keeping you from the victory Something is keeping you from getting the Holy Ghost. Uh, some of you might even have a wall in front of you that you can't see any way to get through. Uh, and what is so disturbing is uh, that you are so close. Uh, you know it's just a few feet away. Uh, and it took a long time to get where you are. Uh, but now it seems like all you're doing is marching, marching, marching around the wall. Uh, and nothing is happening. Uh, nothing is changing. Nothing is getting any better. Uh, and all you can see is that wall standing in your way. You're aggravated and frustrated. You're mad at God. You're mad at your husband or your wife. You're mad at yourself. You're mad at the dog, mad at the cat, and mad at everything and anything. But the problem is not your husband, your wife, the preacher, the dog, the cat, and the fleas on the dog or cat. Anything else. None of those things have anything to do at all with your trouble. The problem is that wall standing in your way. Some of you can't see any way to get through it. But 
you're not supposed to see a way to get through the wall. You're not supposed to see. I said you're not supposed to see anyway. You're supposed to go through the wall. Uh, that's exactly, amen, what the children of Israel were in Joshua chapter 6. But God had a plan. And I'm telling this assembly, God has got a plan for this church. God said, I've got a plan. And my plan is something that will confound this world. My plan is in a weapon. It is not natural. Amen. My plan is in a weapon and it's not carnal, but mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. My plan will bring about what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse number 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity. Amen. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. God says my plan is simple. My plan is unpretentious. My plan is uncomplicated. God said my plan is effective. My plan will bring down victory. My plan is a shout. The victory is in a shout. Musicians, hurry up and get up here because someone in this place is fixing to shout with a great shout. Amen. In verse number five, prior to where we took our text, God told Joshua, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. God made a promise to Joshua that on the seventh day and on the seventh time around, amen, he was going to have the children of Israel make a long blast. And when they hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of that city will come down flat. And when the people started shouting, amen, the walls will come down flat. And Joshua did what God told him to do. And the wall fell down suddenly. I would to God that everybody would get on your feet and give God a great shout. I said, give God a great shout. The wall fell down flat. I said the wall fell down flat. In other words, the things hindering them from their promise and their destiny simply disappeared. Now you see it, now you don't. Amen. You might have been my problem, but you're not my problem any longer. You might have stopped me from obtaining my victory yesterday, but you're not going to stop me anymore. The very thing that hindered them just disappeared. If you'll study history, you'll find that the the earth literally opened up and swallowed that wall. The children of Israel did not have to climb or even over the remains, the rubble or the debris. Amen. The children of Israel just had to simply walk over the wall that was now under their feet. Amen. Thirty-something foot high walls were now under their feet because their shout made the earth open up and all they had to do was walk into their promise. I said all they had to do was walk into their promise. What are you waiting for? 
tonight. Give God a shout. Give Shout and watch as the wall standing in your way comes down. Go ahead and shout. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. And that force is a shout. That force is a shout. Shout now. Shout now. Shout now. Shout by faith. Shout with a voice of triumph. Amen. Shout with a voice of praise. Shout unto God.